0: what is going on sports fans and welcome back to another edition of the jack of all trades sports podcast season three episode seven and we've got a lot to get to today first off nba playoffs are in full swing we're getting down to the nitty-gritty the conference finals are almost upon us we have some crucial game sixes and game fives coming up in the playoffs i'll tell you everything you need to know about the playoffs this far. We also got some NHL talk, some hockey playoffs, and of course we also got the MLB season in full swing as well. But first, this episode is brought to you as always by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make podcasts, creation tools, editing tools. Everything you need to make your very own podcast is on the Anchor app or on anchor.fm. So if you want to make your very own podcast, Go to Anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app today. Today is Wednesday, June 16th? 16th? Yes, June 16th. Let's go. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of the Jack of All Trades Sports Podcast. I'm the host with the most, the man, the myth, the legend, the host with the most, too sweet to be sour at the top of the hour. It's your boy, the host, Jack Burney, back with another edition of the jack of all trade sports podcasts. Let's start with the NBA. Last time we talked, I was talking about uh, LeBron and the Lakers having to respond to beat the Suns, but I didn't know that An- Anthony... Da- so uh, let's recap that first. The first round of the NBA playoffs is over, and s- some second-round series are getting to be over as well. So LeBron the Lakers lost. LeBron loses for the first time ever in, in the first round and is... NBA career. Anthony Davis tried to give it a go in game six. Yeah, it was game six. Anthony Davis tried to give it a go in game six. He played like five minutes, didn't really do anything, was hurt. Kudos to the guy for going out there and trying to give it all for his team. But at the end of the day, it didn't work out. And LeBron couldn't do enough, couldn't take over like he once could. And the Phoenix Suns win. So speaking of those Suns, they took all that momentum and just absolutely carried it into the second round as they played uh, league MVP, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. And they just went off. Devin Booker and Chris Paul were both dropping 30 a piece. Uh, there was one game where Chris Paul dropped 35 and like 15 assists and Devin Booker dropped 37 points too. And the Suns sweep the Denver Nuggets. And now the Suns are going to their first Western Conference Finals in ten years, which is all back way back when they had uh, the seven seconds or less offense, Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, and Mike D'Antoni as the head coach. And it was it was at least ten years. I think two thousand ten, so maybe eleven years when they when when they went to last went to the Western Conference Finals. But this Suns team, they've been fun, and honestly, guys, if I have to cheer for a team the rest of the playoffs, I would consider jumping on the Suns. Suns bandwagon, because they're fun to watch, but the Suns did get some bad news today, so yeah, just look at the last game of that Denver series, just shows you how great the Suns have been playing, so looking at that box score, Chris Paul, 37 points, 7 assists, Devin Booker, 34 points, 11 rebounds, and they also have guys like Mikel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, who are going to put up double figures every night, too, like, that, that, this Suns team is fun to watch, but, Going back to what I was saying. This the Suns got some bad news today because Chris Paul entered the league's COVID protocols. He's obviously the president of the players association, so these COVID protocols are pro- are part of his doing, but Chris Paul entered the protocols and he is out indefinitely and his status for the beginning of the Western Conference Finals is in doubt. Now it depends if he is fully vaccinated um this time he's the time he's going to miss is going to be significantly less than if he's not fully vaccinated but i don't know if he is fully vaccinated or not but so his status for the game one of the western conference finals and the beginning of that series is up in the air so just to give you some context the jazz clippers series is also still going on they have a crucial game 5 game game 5 tonight uh this tied 2 to 2 but the latest that series could go is next Sunday, which would be Game 7 of that series. So that's what, that's what um, the Suns are kind of waiting for. But that Suns team with a healthy, healthy Chris Paul, because they didn't have Chris Paul healthy for most of Round 1. But they had him healthy against Denver, and they just absolutely absolutely bullied the league MVP and the Nuggets. They, the, the Nuggets weren't even competitive, aside from maybe like the first half of Game 1 in that series. So shout out to the Phoenix Suns, head coach Monty Williams, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, all those cats. They are fun, fun, fun to watch. And I think I'm going to be rooting for the Suns maybe to win this whole thing. So let's get to the other Western Conference series. So Damian Lillard um, in the first round, we'll, 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 re- we'll do a small recap of the first round before we get into this Jazz Clippers series. So Damian Lillard and the Blazers got beat by the Nuggets, even though Lillard dropped 55 points in game five. He dropped 55 and they still lost. That was nuts. I might have talked about that last week, but if I didn't... Oh, no, I definitely I definitely did talk to you guys about that last week. He dropped 55 points, but the Blazers... He dropped 55 points in, I think it was Game 5 of that series, but the Blazers still lost. And then, of course, the other series, the Jazz, did get past the Young Grizzlies. The Grizzlies did have a good run, I think, this year. I think this was a good year to see... What the future of the Grizzlies hold, and I think it holds two potential All-Star players in Dylan Brooks and John Morant, paired with ultra-talented players like Jaron Jackson. That and the, if they continue to draft well and build around those guys, the Grizzlies will be a team in the Western Conference future that I think has the, has a really good chance to win some titles. And then, so the Jazz win win there after they get Donovan Mitchell back, and then the other series. The Clippers come back from 2-0 down and then 3-2 down against Luka Doncic and the Mavs. And the Clippers win partially behind Kawhi Leonard, who has been absolutely dynamite these playoffs. Kawhi Leonard, in Game 6, they were down 3-2 against the Mavericks. He dropped 45 points. Game 7, he had a triple-double. And the Clippers beat the Mavericks. But, some breaking news into the Jack of All Trades sports podcast. Breaking news into the Jack of All Trades sports podcast. Kawhi Leonard is expected to miss Game 5 of tonight's Western Conference Semifinals against the Jazz. And his his status for the rest of the series remains in doubt for uh, due to a right knee injury. So that's huge news. Ka- Kawhi Leonard might miss the rest of this Western Conference Semifinals series. Let's see if I can get you the exact tweet from woes or Shams, so I can read to you guys the exact terms of this injury. So, Chris Paul entered, I already talked about Chris Paul entering the COVID-19 health and safety protocols and being sidelined for an uh, extended period of time, and now, so that's one injury in the Western Conference, and we get a bigger injury in the Western Conference as well. As Brian Windhurst tweeted, Kawhi Leonard is expected to miss Game 5 against the Jazz tonight with a knee injury suffered in Game 4. His status for the rest of the series is in doubt doubt as well. Leonard told teammates last night to prepare for him to be out. He landed awkwardly on a drive in the fourth quarter and grimaced in pain Monday night. He briefly stayed in the game but didn't finish as the Clippers secured the win to even the series 2-2. So Kawhi Leonard is out tonight. Could miss the rest of the series. If that's the case... I think the Jazz win that series easily and Chris Paul is in doubt is a pro probably miss the beginning of the Western conference finals. So those are two huge injury news, injury updates in the NBA this morning. So, and you know, this is kind of a, um, an indictment on the NBA. In my opinion, we saw Anthony Davis go down. We saw Kawhi Leonard go down. We see Chris Paul with the COVID protocols. We see all these injuries. Jamal Murray, Guys like that. The NBA had a three-week offseason. Three-week off season. I feel like this year is gonna end with a lot of athletes costing themselves money and championships by not getting vaccinated and by also just getting injured. Aside from the obvious benefits, it's a competitive advantage advantage at this point to get vaccinated. And obviously that three-week offseason is not going to help with injuries to guys like Kawhi Leonard, who who had to play la- deep in the last year's playoffs. That's partially why the Lakers didn't win the championship this year. They had a three-week offseason. And obviously, the Chris Paul thing, if he is vaccinated, that's one thing. But if he's not, and to all these guys who aren't getting it, it's kind of a competitive disadvantage at this point. But those are the two big um, injury news in the Western Conference. There was also some injury news in the Eastern Conference. But before we get to that, Let's talk about this Jazz Clippers series where where we stand right now. The Jazz went up 2-0 in this series because Donovan Mitchell absolutely went off for them. He scored 45 points in Game 1, 37 points in Game 2, and the Jazz took a 2-0 lead. He's been playing really well. Then the Clippers responded in Game 3 and 4 because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George showed up at home at Staples Center. They showed up, they played like they are supposed to, and they won those games. Now... What'll be interesting to see, Kawhi Leonard is most likely out today with a knee injury. Can Paul George throw it back to 2013 and 2012 and lead a team solo like he did with the Indiana Pacers all all the way back in the day? Can Paul George do that? I haven't seen it from playoff P. I've not seen Paul George take over a game, put a team on his back since his Indiana Pacers day. We were all waiting for him to do it Whenever when he went to OKC, and now when he went to LA, we've been waiting for him to do it, and he just hasn't done it yet. So I don't think that's going to happen. So I think as long as Kawhi Leonard's out, the Jazz are going to win this series. So I'll pick the Jazz tonight to take a 3-2 lead. We'll see if Kawhi tries to strap it up for game, to lace him up for game six. But if he doesn't, I think the Jazz win this series in six, and we get a one-versus-two matchup, Jazz versus Suns, in the Western Conference Finals. And then let's get to the Eastern Conference. So, I talked about injuries. Kyrie Irving was out for Game Five last night with a knee, sp- uh, ankle, sp- ankle sprained ankle. I think it was a sprained ankle. Uh, he landed awkwardly on Giannis onto Takumbo's foot, and he missed. He will miss some time in this series, but. Never fear, James Harden did come back. He didn't play very well. James Harden has missed every game of the series until last night. Harden played 46 minutes. He dropped five points, went one for ten from from the field. He had eight assists and six rebounds. When I tell you that's James Harden's stat line, your next question probably is, how much did the Bucs win by, Jack? They lost by six. Because Kevin Durant showed that right now, he's the best player in the world. He's the best player on the planet. Kevin Durant is a bad man, ladies and gentlemen. A bad man. I have not seen a player take over a game like this in the NBA playoffs since LeBron James in 2018. He played every minute of the game, all 48 minutes. Durant dropped 49 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. The first player ever to score 45 or more, po- more points, 15 or more rebounds, and 10 or more assists in the NBA playoffs. 16 to 23 from the field, 4 of 9 from three point range. He was absolutely a man possessed yesterday. As was Jeff Green off the bench. 35 minutes for Jeff Green, 27 points, 7 of 8 from three for Jeff Green. It's crazy to think that those two guys, Jeff Green and Kevin Durant, who started their young careers in, as, as Seattle Supersonics, they are now teaming up together in Brooklyn and winning a crucial Game 5 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis scored 34 points and had 12 rebounds. It wasn't a bad night for Giannis. Chris Middleton dropped 25 points, but the Milwaukee Bucks should be ashamed of themselves for losing this game because they had this game on lock. They were up by 15-plus at halftime. 15-plus at halftime, and they let Kevin Durant do Kevin Durant things. And I know KD played like a man possessed, but this loss isn't all because of Ke- Kevin Durant. It, Kevin Durant and the Nets had a big re- uh, were a big reason why the loss happened, but some of the blame has to be looked at in the mirror by the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Nets win. They're up 3-2. We'll see if they get Kyrie back. I don't expect Kyrie to be back for game six, but with the way Kevin Durant played yesterday, I fully expect Brooklyn to win this series. So I'll pencil in Brooklyn in the next round in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the other series in the East is tied 2-2 to as well with a crucial game five happening tonight, tonight. It will be the Hawks versus the 76ers. As the Sixers return home, they are six-point favorites. Um, you know, I'm just kind of surprised the Hawks tied this series two to two. I fully expected the, the Sixers to go up three to one. I still expect the Sixers to win this series, because Joel Embiid is relatively healthy. He looked he looked healthy for games one through three. But if him and Ben Simmons can play off each other, if Tobias Harris shows up like he normally does, then the 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 Hawks the Sixers will have no problem winning this series. However, if Joel Embiid shoots like he did the other night, they will not win this series. Joel Embiid the other night, let me read you the stat line. The Hawks won game 4 103-100. So let's let's read you the let's read you the the box score. Joel Embiid the other night 17 points and 21 rebounds. So you think he had a pretty good game. he sure his scoring average is down, but he grabbed 21 rebounds. Okay, he went 4-for-20 from the field. In the second half, he went 0-for-12. The Sixers starters in the fourth quarter only scored 8 points, and they shot 14% on clutch field goals, which it, which is defined as, I believe, a shot in the last two minutes in a one-possession game are clutch field goals. So that's what the... Uh, that's what they did. Ben Simmons had 11 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. Tobias Harris put in 20 points, but it wasn't enough because the Hawks win behind Trey Young, who had 25 points and 18 assists. Bo- Bo- Bohan Bogdanovich had 22 points. And the Hawks lived to fight for two more games, at least, as it's 103-100 win for them in Game 4. I still think the Sixers are going to win their six-point favorites tonight in Philly. Um... I think the Sixers will take this series in six games um, just because I think Joel Embiid is the best player in the series. Now, I think um, if you watched the games past game one, Ben Simmons has absolutely locked down Trey Young. Ben Simmons is 6'11", and he plays point guard. And that that's a big reason why Trey Young has found himself struggling in some of these series. But So I expect we'll get my official predictions in right now. We can clip this, put it on our... Put it, on our, uh, put it on our Instagram and you, you can uh, see if my predictions are right these next couple of days. I think the Western Conference Finals is going to be the Suns versus the Jazz and the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be the Brooklyn Nets and this Philadelphia 76ers. I fully expect it to be a one versus two, one versus two matchup in each conference this year for the Conference Finals. All right, so that will that's our NBA talk there. Um, we are going to do should, what, 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 should we take a quick break? Yeah, we'll go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we got MLB talk, a little bit of NFL talk, and of course, Stanley Cup playoff update. You won't want to miss it. Please stay with us. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 7 of the Jack of All Trades Sports Podcast presented by Anchor. The NHL playoffs are in the conference finals. Let's tell you who's in there and who I like to face off in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, the NHL playoffs have been fun to watch. Um, I've been watching some of them. And we got two good series going on right now. As it's the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the Golden Knights beat the team that I thought was going to win the Cup, the Colorado Avalanche. And poor Colorado sports fans. Poor one out for our uh, friends in Colorado. The Nuggets, between the Nuggets and the Avalanche, they lost eight straight games. Starting on June 4th, they lost eight straight playoff games, the Colorado teams. That's pretty sad. Poor one out for our friends in Colorado. But the Golden Knights, I'm going to pick the Golden Knights to beat the Canadians. Uh, the Canadians, I just don't think, are better than the Golden Knights. I think the Golden Knights are a great team. They got Marc-Andre Fleury in the goal. Um, they've been very successful since they've come into the league. And I'll take the Golden Knights to get to the Stanley Cup final. And I think it's the Islanders and the Lightning. I think it's going to be... I'll take the Islanders. I know the Lightning won the Cup last year. And that's kind of why I'm picking the Islanders. Um, Maybe it's the Islanders are America's team. And I think the Islanders are going to upset the the Lightning. And it's going to be the Golden Knights versus the Islanders. And that's what I would like to see... In the NHL Stanley Cup Final. Let me know what you guys want to see in the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, go ahead and uh, DM me on Instagram at Joe at Sports Pod. Or send an email to our podcast, Jack of All Trades, sports at gmail.com. Love to hear your predictions and your takes as well. I can read some of them on the podcast. So that's what's going on around the NHL, around the NFL. I know there's some news because OTAs just started. Mandatory OTAs just started around the league and we got some big news. Oh, before we get to that, I got to mention this. Um, last week, I think it was last week, could have been 2 weeks ago, but it was definitely since our last episode. Julio Jones got traded to the Tennessee Titans. Did I talk about I might have talked <laughs> I might have talked about this on our last episode. I could be completely wrong, but we might have talked about this last week too. And if we did, I'm sorry you guys are hearing it again. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't think we did talk about Julio Jones to the Titans. So we'll go ahead and talk about it again. And if I'm recycling the same takes, we'll go ahead. So Julio Jones gets traded to the, from Atlanta to the Titans for a second round pick. What else do you get traded for? Second round pick um, and like a fifth round pick. So Julio Jones will join that loaded offense featuring Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Uh, Here's what I think about that trade. I think the Titans made a splash. They think it makes them Super Bowl contenders. I do not. I think the Titans are, at best, AFC South favorites, and at worst, wildcard favorites. They will be a playoff team. They're not Super Bowl contenders, and the reason why is not because they just got Julio Jones. Julio Jones definitely makes his team better, but it doesn't take them over the top. And the reason it doesn't take them over the top is because the guy throwing in the ball is named Ryan Tannehill. And I don't have complete faith in Ryan Tannehill yet. Because you look at Ryan Tannehill in the regular season the last couple years, he's been absolutely electric. But you look at him in the playoffs, sure, they went to the AFC Championship two years ago. But it was not because of Ryan Tannehill. It was because of Derrick Henry. And Ryan Tannehill has not had a great game yet in the NFL playoffs in his career, which is why I cannot say that Julio the Julio Jones trade makes the Titans a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. So what other NFL news? All right, so Aaron Rodgers has not reported to OTAs yet. Um, he has not reported to OTAs yet. That's something to watch because Aaron Rodgers, we all well know, has made it clear that he kind of wants to get traded out of Green Bay. He's made a couple public appearances, uh, has not talked about the Green Bay situation publicly, but has taken a couple of jabs at the Green Bay front office. What would I do if I'm Green Bay? Personally, I think it's not too late to work things out with Aaron Rodgers because I don't think Jordan Love is a great option for you at quarterback. As your starting quarterback... I don't think you want Jordan Love. That's just me. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers, the guy who threw 48 touchdowns and five interceptions last 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 year and who was one dumb dis- coaching decision away from the Super Bowl. That's who I would take. Um, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers has not reported to OTAs yet. He's not been dealt yet, but now the Packers can trade him and only um, have to pay him part of his salary. So that's definitely something to watch. We'll see if he does end up reporting. Um... Aaron Rodgers, uh, sent, uh, w- w- so yesterday, Aaron Rodgers was facing, uh, is gonna f- be in the Capital One, the match, with Tom Brady, Bryson DeChambeau, and, um, Phil Mickelson, they're gonna play golf against each other, they had a press conference for that yesterday, and Aaron Rodgers was wearing a shirt, uh, that said, I'm offended amidst all this Pack uh, Packers drama, um, it's been one of those off seasons, uh, he said he's offended, uh, <laughs> Uh he joked about his off season yesterday in the interview as well. Here's what he said. Uh he said it's been one of those quiet off-seasons you dream about. Um yeah. It's it's been crazy. I don't know what they're gonna do. I think Aaron Rodgers still wants to play. I would say the team that I would think is the favorite um to to trade for him is the Denver Broncos. But if I had to put odds on it, I think it would be 60-40, 60% he gets traded, 40% he doesn't get traded. That's what my odds would be on the Aaron Rodgers situation, but that's definitely something to watch. We I know we've mentioned a little bit of Aaron Rodgers talk, a little bit of Aaron Rodgers trade talk in the last couple weeks, but now we're kind of really getting into, is it a possibility? And I say yes. And we'll, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns, of course. Um, as they reported to o t a s some notable players looking for extensions in the last year of their rookie deals are Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and Denzel Ward, so yeah, they asked Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward about the extensions yesterday. Nick Chubb said he wants to stay in Cleveland, Cleveland is the place he wants to be, and that his agent has started extension conversations with the Cleveland Browns, and Denzel Ward said if it were up to him, he would finish his career as a member of the Cleveland Browns, so obviously that's a nice change. Uh, Players wanting to stay in Cleveland for a long period of time. I think the Browns need to start working on extensions ASAP. And I would prioritize Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward above guys like Wyatt Teller and OBJ. And that's just how I would run the team. But this Browns team looks good. Um, I'm excited to see what the Browns do this year. And I think it's going to be a great season for the Cleveland Browns and their fans. So yeah, that's a little bit of what's going on around the NFL. I'm trying to think of any other news that's going on around the NFL. Nothing really. Jamal Adams um, will not be... At mini camp. He is expected to be hold, hold out a mini camp for the Seattle Seahawks as he seeks a contract extension. That's another one right there. But that's your NFL news um, as OTAs just started. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. All right, let's finish with some MLB talk. And then we can mention some soccer and tennis talk as well. So let's do some MLB talk first, though. The Cleveland Indians are an anomaly. That's where we start. They're an anomaly. Shane Bieber just got put on the ten-day injured list with a shoulder strain. So now, if you're if you're if you're with me, the Indians' only full-time starter right now is Aaron Savali. Savali's been absolutely uh, nails this year. He's nine two with a three point one seven ERA. But the the Indians are missing. will miss their ace for at least two weeks. Shane Bieber. With a shoulder strain, uh, he is leads the league in strikeouts and in innings pitch this year. He's 7-3 with a 3.2 ERA, and he leads the league in strikeouts, like I mentioned. That's a huge blow. And normally, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the Indians would, would be missing Frami Reyes and Shane Bieber and Zach Pleszak for an extended period of time, I would have told you that the season's over. They have no chance of making the playoffs. But like I said, this team is an anomaly because look at, look at their schedule the next couple weeks. Two games versus Baltimore, three games at Pittsburgh, two games at Chicago, four games at Minnesota, and three games at Detroit. Those are three, ve- four very winnable game series right there. I expect them to take three out of four from Baltimore. I expect them to realistically sweep Pittsburgh. I expect them to split with the Cubs. I expect them to be able to take two out of four against Minnesota. And I expect them to realistically take two out of three from Detroit. That's a pretty good stretch of baseball there. And that is time for them to... Uh, Take advantage of the White Sox, who have, an eat, who have a difficult schedule during that stretch. And the Indians can actually make up ground in both the wild card races and the Central Division races before they come back home in July and take on Houston, who is the team they are chasing right now in the wild card right now. The Indians they, they they've been they've been playing well they've been playing well they're 36 and 28 a season high eight games above 500 they're four and a half games back of Chicago in the Central Division and they're one game back of Houston in the Wild Card Terry Francona always will have this team ready to play and I think that's why this Shane Bieber loss isn't as big of a deal as it as it would have been earlier in the season because this team is finding ways to win with with Plezak out, with all these guys out. And I think it's it's great to see. So yeah, let's get let's talk about why the Indians are p- playing well. Well, Shane Bieber will be out. They will miss him. But I think it's not as big a deal as it would have been. But one reason why they're playing well is the, the emergence of Ahmed Rosario. You obviously remember Ahmed Rosario, our shortstop. We traded Francisco Lindor for him. And we our winners of the Francisco Lindor trade because Ahmed Rosario this year is hitting 284 with four home runs and 20 RBIs, seven stolen bases. In his last 15 games, he's hitting 390 with two homers and nine RBIs. In his last seven games, he's hitting 467. In his last 30 games, he's hitting 351. He's been on an absolute tear for the Indians, his average all the way to 284. Eddie Rosario, Jose Ramirez, those two guys are heating up as well. Jose Ramirez has his average up to 270. Eddie Rosario has his average up to 256. Those guys are playing very well as well. Pitching-wise, Aaron Savali leads the American League in wins. He has a 3.17 ERA. Our, our, our bullpen is still great, too. Classe Emmanuel Class A has been absolutely great this season as well. 3-2 with a .98 ERA and 10 saves. James Shack, the guy is electric on the mound. with a 2.45 ERA, 53 strikeouts in 29 innings. This Indians team is very fun to watch. And I know, I know that Shane Bieber's out for a while. I know that Zach Zach, has been out for a while. I know that Framio Reyes has been out for a while. But you know, you and I have seen it in the last couple years. You can never count out a Terry Francona team. And before, before we get off the Indians, they called up Bobby Bradley from AAA Columbus. And all I'm going to say about Bobby Bradley is he can go turn in those keys at whatever, whatever uh, Columbus apartment he was renting because the dude is going to be the starting first baseman for the Cleveland Indians. Bobby Bradley, we tr- first off, we called up Bobby Bradley and got rid of Jake Bowers. And Bobby Bradley already has better stats than Jake Bowers through like eight games. Bobby Bradley this season in 25 at-bats is hitting .440 with three home runs and 10 RBIs. That and that's exactly what you need him to do. He can hit fifth for you, he's a game changer. If Bobby Bradley's hitting well, that's a game changer for the Cleveland Indians. All right, let's get to the rest of the MLB. The well, the White Sox are the best team in baseball, uh, they're the second best team in baseball, but but they're they're playing very well. They're 42 and 25, they're seven and three. Their run differential is the best in baseball, plus 106. This White Sox team is very fun to watch, um, and I fully expect them to be near the top of the division, especially because they're going to get Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert back soon as well. If they had those dudes, they'd be like 50 wins right now, but right now they'll settle for 42. Um, elsewhere, Tampa Bay Rays are great. They're 43 and 25, but they got some bad news as well. I talked about Shane Bieber getting injured. Another one of the AL's best is injured Is Tyler Glasnow goes down with some sort of uh, wrist injury or something, and he... Um, they're going to try and hold him out, do some exercises, see if it gets better before they, uh, resort to their worst fear, which would be Tommy John surgery. But in that division, Boston is 41 and 27. The Tampa Bay Rays are 43 and 20 feet, four, uh, 43 and 25. And the Yankees are 34 and 32. The Yankees are playing really bad baseball. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're 8 games back, and the reason is because they don't have pitching. If the Yankees do not acquire a starter at the deadline to put behind Garrett Cole, I will tell you this, the New York Yankees will not make the playoffs. And that's my bold prediction of the day. American League West, it's a two-team race between the Astros and the, and the A's. The A's are in first place at 42-27. and 27. In the National League East, the Mets are in first place 34-25 and because of Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom this year has given up four runs all season and driven in five at the plate. His ERA is .56. Jacob DeGrom might be having the best pitching season of all time right before our eyes. In the National League Central, it's a two-team race between the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers. That one's going to be fun to watch down the stretch. Obviously, don't count out the St. Louis Cardinals yet, too. They're 34-33. and 33. They have been playing kind of bad as of late as well. And in the best division in baseball, the National League West, it's still the San Francisco Giants. At 42-25, and 25 leading the division, followed closely by the Dodgers, 41-26, and 26, and the Padres, 38-31. and 31. All right. Let's finish with talking some soccer and some tennis. Some tennis. Novak Djokovic wins. Uh, I believe it's the Australian Open or the French Open. He wins the French Open championship. He had a great run to the French Open championship. Rallied down two two sets to love against Rafael Nadal on the clay court, and Novak Djokovic wins his nineteenth Grand Slam title um, or nineteenth major title. I know they're called majors in golf. I don't know what they're called in tennis, but he wins his nineteenth title and. So he's now one behind both Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, who both have 20 each. And then some soccer. Shout out to the United States men's team. Um, they win their fir- they win the CONCACAF uh, Cup. I think it was the CONCACAF Cup. They beat Mexico 3-2. Christian Pulisic had the game-winning uh, penalty kick. The U.S. men's team wins their first international tournament since 2017. Shout out to... And then the, the UEFA Euro twenty twenty just started as well. I watched a couple of those games. France beat Germany yesterday, one to nothing, and Portugal won two to nothing yesterday. Those were the two games I watched as they as Portugal won behind Cristiano Ronaldo, who became the one of the all-time leading scorers in the history of Euro of the Euro tournament. And real quick, um, we gotta talk about um what the that the scary scene we saw in soccer in soccer on Saturday, it was, let's see, Christian Eriksen, he, man, it was scary, it was scary scene, Denmark Christian, infielder Christian Eriksen collapsed in the 43rd minute of their year 2020 opener, he was administered CPR on the field and taken to the hospital, just an hour, just an over an hour after he collapsed, uh, his condition is stabilized. He did go into cardiac arrest, so he was technically dead on the field. But they brought him back, thank God. And he's thanks his he thanked fans for his support yesterday, and said that he is fine under the circumstances. And I'm obviously glad that he is okay. All right, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Jack Burney. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Joe's Sports Pod, and go ahead and send us an email to jackofalltradesports at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys are having a great first couple weeks of summer. Stay safe, stay cool, and we'll see you on the flip side with another award-winning episode. See you then. Until then, I've been Jack Burney, signing off.